fulfillment that wells up in me when I view the clear need in the innocent faces of these young children and the strong desire to improve their health and lives in the attentiveness of their mothers. Medical services in rural Afghanistan are so rare. In moments like these, I know my team and I are helping to bridge the gap between what is and what can be. The gap is still wide, but we are making a difference. I am glad to finally be back among these people. It's been a year and a half since my last visit to this clinic. Six previously scheduled trips to the region were cancelled due to threats of violence. The threat is from the Taliban, the Islamic extremists who use terror and force to impose their strict interpretations of Islamic law. The Taliban ruled Afghanistan from 1996 until December 2001 when they were forced out of power by the U.S.-led invasion that followed the 9-11 attacks on America. Yet the Taliban influence here lives on in an insurgency that claims thousands of lives each year. During the Taliban rule, the villagers in Puleyasim fled to Pakistan, returning to their homes only after the regime collapsed. For people living in rural areas where the Taliban influence is strongest, including where we work, the danger is a shadow that never goes away. After serving at the clinic all morning, my two native co-workers, Rafiq, a physician and local program director for Morningstar, and Farzad, his assistant, and I enjoy a sumptuous lunch hosted by the local police chief. At 2.30 in the afternoon, we drop off the police chief and another local doctor near the medical clinic then begin the four-hour drive back to Kabul. Now, just a few minutes later, we spot a dozen boys walking the same way we're going on the side of the road. We saw these students in the educational facility next to the medical center this morning. They're on their way home, after spending time in computer or literacy classes. When we offer them a ride, they pile into the open truck bed, smiling and grateful for the lift. We let them off in a village about five miles down the road, wave goodbye, and continue down the winding dirt road. As we drive, I think ahead to my evening plans, dinner and a meeting with my NGO's country director and his wife in Kabul. We're going to discuss current programs and plans for the future. There is so much yet to do here. Then, in another week, I will be home with my family and getting ready for Christmas. We are traveling in a white ten-year-old Toyota Hilux. Rafiq is behind the wheel of the four-door pickup for this first leg. I sit beside him in the front seat while Farzad sits in the back. When we approach a hairpin right turn about fifty yards ahead, Rafiq slows down. Our road is on a hill that gradually declines. To our left, after a short drop, the mountain rises steeply into sunny blue sky. To our right is an equally steep drop into a canyon below. A tap on the shoulder is my first hint that something is wrong. Farzad is reaching forward to get Rafiq's attention. What's going on? Rafiq slams on the brakes. Through the windshield, a hundred feet ahead of us on the right, I see him. Next to an outcropping, where he'd obviously been hiding moments before, stands a man. He is wearing a thick beige jacket over traditional garb. On his head is a brown wool pakol, 
a hat with a kind of double pancake appearance. He has a long black beard that covers his neck. What most gets my attention, however, is the ammunition belt around his waist and the Kalishnikov assault rifle in his hands. The man raises his Kalishnikov, also known as an AK-47, and fires a single shot into the air. A surreal feeling washes over me. No, no, I think. Is this staged? This can't be real. Two more men, also carrying assault rifles, pop out from behind another hill ahead and run directly toward us. I'm suddenly aware of my heart pumping into overdrive. This can't be happening. Oh, man, I can't believe this is how my life is going to end. One of the pair of men ahead is shouting orders in Pashto. I don't understand a word. Both Rafik and Farzad open their doors and get out of the pickup.